Welcome to the Unfiltered Career Search Podcast, or UCS. This is where we talk about college life and recruiting for your first job while keeping it unfiltered. I'm Amanda, and thank you all so much for joining us today. Hi, everyone. It's Sabrina, and it's so easy to look around the business school and feel like everyone is going to the same places or on similar trajectories with similar goals. However, I really do think that if you start to talk to different people and hear their different stories, you'll start to see how many unique stories Kelly students have. That's why this week we wanted to explore one of those unique stories and talk about what it's like to do something completely untraditional after graduation. Yes, absolutely. Hi, everyone. It's Sophie, and we are so excited about this topic this week. And we've brought in another Kelly alum, Morgan, who's here to share his unique story about his time at Kelly and beyond. So Morgan is a 2019 Kelly grad from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And at his time in Kelly, he was an econ consulting and public policy analysis major. And fun fact, his favorite restaurant in Bloomington is Lenny's. Welcome in, Morgan. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Hey, yeah, we're so excited that you were able to find the time with your busy consulting schedule to join us. So we really appreciate it. But anyway, Morgan, to dive right on in, we start the podcast off each week with the same question, and we would love to know what your take is. So unfiltered, what has been the greatest struggle in your career search? During coronavirus is kind of when I started pursuing the role that I'm in now. And so definitely finding such a role during the thick of the pandemic was was the biggest struggle thus far in my career search. Gee, yeah, I'm sure a lot of the students listening to this podcast right now can relate to you that are still even looking for full-time jobs or even internships to start out in. So when you came into IU as a freshman, what did you think you were going to do post-graduation? And is that what happened? So actually, the the reason I wanted to come to Kelly, at least the, the major reason, was because I was really interested in international economic development. And as a senior in high school, I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew I was really interested in someday working in underdeveloped countries and using some sort of business acumen and experience to spur economic activity in that country or in those countries. So coming into Kelly, that's what I had in my mind as to what I wanted to do. Actually, during my time at Kelly and and since I've had the opportunity to get a taste of what that's like and to better understand what that actually means and what kind of roles I could pursue in the future. Two of those activities that I was able to pursue during my time at Kelly was one, I started a small company during my sophomore year that exported honey from Serbia, of all places. And the profits that were made from this company were used to support entrepreneurial activities in Serbia. So that looked like microfinancing, small businesses, organizing entrepreneurial conferences in various cities around the country. So all that was the result of some efforts between me and, and a team in Serbia to get this business going. And the second activity in which I was able to get a little bit of experience in international development was through a Fulbright Fellowship which is administered by the U.S. Department of State, which I did immediately following graduation. And in that role, I acted as a representative of the United States in Serbia again. So I was able to take advantage of my experience working in Serbia during my undergraduate and translate that into a year-long activity post-graduation. That is so cool. I always hear so much about the Fulbright Fellowship, but it's very cool to hear a Kelly student going through it because I feel that's a little unusual for a Kelly student to do. And you kind of touched on this already, but what was that experience like after graduation and what is your current role? The experience was 
absolutely amazing. Everything that I was hoping for and so much more. I've always had an interest in diplomacy and what that looks like and how that connects to international development. And I think the Fulbright program is a perfect way to explore those interests, especially as a business student. So as you said, not so many business students pursue Fulbright fellowships. It's not really something that comes across our purview during recruiting or things like that. As a business student, it really made me stand out in my application and allowed me to pursue things when I was in Serbia and allowed me to pursue things and get support from the embassy that perhaps other Fulbrights wouldn't have the opportunity to pursue, specifically economic and business related functions in that time. So I did that for a year, which most Fulbrights are a year long. And now I'm working as a global supply chain consultant for a London-based consulting firm called Efficio. It's a boutique firm that focuses solely on global supply chain and procurement. And so I'm really continuing my development as an international business that I hope will someday translate into more international development related functions. It's really interesting, Morgan, because just last week on our podcast episode, we talked about living authentically and how important it is to stay true to yourself, both personally and professionally. And I think your last answer there hits the head on the nail and how you were able to carve your own path and stay true to what you value despite still having an undergraduate business career and taking that and and combining it with your true passions. So it's really interesting to hear that story. An opportunity with Fulbright seems like an incredible adventure, Morgan. So how did you end up choosing Serbia of all locations? Yeah, it's a bit random of a place to want to spend a year, but I actually had a history. So I mentioned this small company that I started during my time at IU, but that was kind of started a bit randomly. So the summer after my freshman year, I decided just like the previous stories I've told, but I decided I wanted to do something a bit unorthodox and I wanted it to be, you know, worthwhile. And obviously as coming out of my freshman year, it had to be affordable. So what I decided to do was to backpack across Europe. I had two rules. One was to never spend money on accommodation. And the second was to never spend money on transportation. For three months, I only hitchhiked and couch surfed my way through Europe. And all in all, I was able to visit 18 countries and spend only 300 US dollars. And along that journey, one of my favorite countries that I stopped in was Serbia. The people were so hospitable. They were so welcoming. And on that trip, I was just so integrated with the, the communities there and you know, staying at the homes of local people, riding and vehicles with people that I met. And from that, I learned a lot about the history, not only Serbia, but the the region that it sits in, Southeast Europe, and the economic challenges that it was going through. And so these ideas started to come into my mind of things that maybe I could start here that would allow me to help out in some very small way. So one of the connections that I made on that backpacking adventure was with a founder uh, of an NGO in, in Serbia, a Serbian guy who also kind of had a similar vision. We had this idea together to start some sort of exporting business where we exported some Serbian products to the US and then we used the profits to support entrepreneurs in Serbia. And Serbia is very well known for its honey production and how how good the honey is. And so that's the product we, we settled on. And then from there, my connection and my trips to Serbia continued to grow. And eventually, yeah, this Fulbright experience just kind of made sense. And it was kind of the penultimate chapter for my Serbia experience. Talk about unorthodox. What in the world? Hitchhiking, couch surfing. 
Morgan, that's kind of crazy. But I love how you said you knew you wanted to do something unorthodox after your freshman year. And you know, if you want to do something untraditional, you're going to have to kind of do something out there on your own. So you stayed connected with Serbia mainly through this honey business. What was it like to start and keep up with a business while being in college? And kind of on that note, do you have any advice for students that want to start a business or already have one while being in school? Yeah, absolutely. Starting a business in college is the best time to start a business, in my opinion, for two reasons, primarily. One is people will be very willing and eager to support you as a college entrepreneur. Just saying I'm a college student and I'm starting a business really gets people excited, um, especially people not in college. And what I noticed is that People generally want to help you out in any way that they can, which is really cool. So something very cool about our culture. And secondly, you have access to so many resources at the university itself. So within Kelly, you have experts in accounting, you have experts in finance, you have experts in entrepreneurship. And these are, of course, your professors. And they will be very eager to, to help you out as well with any questions you may have regarding your business or generating ideas or things like that. So in my opinion, starting a business in college is the best time. There's not a lot of expectations placed on you. So if you fail, no big deal. You're just a college student, right? So I would encourage anybody if they have an idea to really pursue it. And the biggest step is just to start. You don't need to have a thorough plan. You just need to get things in motion. Yeah, you are so right, Morgan. I personally never started a business while in college, but the amount of resources and knowledge that a college campus can hold is so true. And so hopefully other students out there, if you're early on in your college career, can take advantage of that. But Morgan, I know from your background, I would probably consider you one of those star Kelly students. You did the workshops, you interned at a big four. So it's always really interesting to see that you decided to obviously do something completely different than a normal corporate job after graduation. So why did you decide to apply for the Fulbright scholarship? And why did you decide to take a year to do that instead of choosing a more traditional so you can probably tell from my previous answers that I'm really interested in new experiences, new adventures, being in new environments. And coming out of my internship junior year, which as you mentioned, was at a big four consulting firm, I didn't feel passionate about that. I, I didn't get excited about the thought of doing that immediately following graduation. So when I heard about the Fulbright program, I immediately felt energetic and excited and enthusiastic to pursue that for a couple of reasons. One, just the purpose of the Fulbright program, who sponsors the Fulbright program, all of those things together made me really want to pursue that post-graduation. And that's what I decided to do. So yeah, I applied October of senior year and it's a pretty grueling process. It, it takes many, many months. There's lots of interviews you have to do. There's lots of essays you have to write. But in the end, it's all worth it. And if you have a clear vision for why you want to pursue it, I think anybody could earn one. I'm realizing that we're talking a lot about Fulbright. And I'm thinking that maybe a lot of students don't necessarily know what it is. So Morgan, could you talk a little bit more about like what you did during the Fulbright experience, what you learned from it, and then maybe a little bit more about what it actually is? So I think a good place to start is understanding why the Fulbright was founded. So it came about during the Cold War as a way for the United States to promote promote what's called soft diplomacy. You have hard diplomacy like warfare, 
but you also have soft diplomacy. The United States goes out, sends their people to spread culture, ideas, economic values, those sorts of things. And so the Fulbright program was started during the Cold War as a means to outsoft diplomacy, the, the Soviet Union. And since then, it's evolved to, to cover all countries, pretty much every country in the world. The U.S. Department of State sends students, researchers, experts in certain fields to foreign countries to act as representatives of the United States in those countries. And the main goals of those people that are sent are to build expertise, whether it be in science, in business, in art. That's one function. Or to teach is another main function. Thirdly, is to conduct research in foreign countries. But it all goes back to the goal of the United States basically saying, hey, here's some of our people. We're sending them to you and use them as you like. That's that's the goal of the program. On an individual level, your roles and responsibilities can vary greatly, not only depending on what type of Fulbright you apply to, but also what country you apply to go to. So my responsibility specifically was to act as a professor uh, which is a bit weird to say because I was one year out of undergraduate. So it was, it was super fascinating in that way, but was to act as a professor at a university in Southern Serbia within their department of philosophy. And so in that role, I gave lectures to more than a hundred students four times a week. And that, that was my main responsibility. Secondary responsibilities included to organize business events, bringing together entrepreneurs to discuss business ideas, to work on business plans, things like that. Obviously, with the goal of acting as a representative of the United States in this country. That was my experience. So two kind of different roles and responsibilities, but the overall goal was the same. And in the end, it was an absolutely incredible experience. I met so many fascinating people, had so many fascinating experiences. And I'll never forget that year that, that I spent in Serbia. Well, Morgan, it's been so great getting to hear your unique story. What advice do you have for students who are thinking about, similar to you, doing something that's untraditional, whether it's with their summer or post-graduation, and even following an untraditional career path? What would you say to them? Yeah, it's a good question. And something that I feel like a lot of people have an interest in doing, but there are often roadblocks that people place in front of themselves that prevent them from doing something that they would find really interesting or untraditional, let's say. There's, those road, roadblocks could be financial, they could be in terms of opportunity costs, like if I pursue this and don't do this traditional internship, will I be behind when recruiting starts, things like that. But what I can tell you is, especially in your freshman and sophomore year, doing things that are interesting and unique are way more important than doing things that everybody else is doing. Because when you start applying for jobs junior and senior year, when you enter that recruiting process, recruiters and interviewers are looking for things to remember you by. And so if you have a unique experience, for me, it was that hitchhiking trip. In my interviews, I was asked about that all the time. And that's how people remembered me. But there are so many different things that you can do. And the more untraditional, the more unique, the more creative, the better. And so freshman and sophomore year is a great time, especially those summers, to do something that nobody else is doing that you can then come back during the recruiting cycle and tell that story that people will remember you by. And so the advice that I would give is don't worry about opportunity costs. Don't worry that, oh, I should be doing what everybody else is doing. And whatever other roadblocks you might put in front of yourself are not that insurmountable. Um, there are always means to, to do things that are interesting 
and exciting to you. And I would just encourage you to, to find those and to ask for help and yeah, and just go for it. That is a great way to close out the podcast. I think that sentiment right there is something I think a lot of students need to hear in order to have a good push into that direction. All right, everyone, you know what time it is. We're going to answer your questions now as we close out the podcast. So it's about that time of year when you're all thinking about scheduling next semester's classes. So we're going to base this week's theme on that. So Amanda, how do I decide what classes I should take next year? Yeah, well, first of all, if you are asking this question, it's probably time to go talk to an academic advisor to figure out what courses are required to get your degree and graduate on time and make sure that you're getting those classes out of the way. However, as a second semester senior, I can tell you that some of my favorite classes have come from things outside of my major. For example, last weekend, I went rock climbing with an IUOA course, Mm -hmm. Outdoor Adventures course, and it was so much fun. Literally, the class was just one Zoom meeting and then a weekend going rock climbing in Illinois. And so if you are interested in doing fun things, do it while you can, because IU has a lot of really fun classes to look for. Also, when you're thinking about your schedule, if you are concerned about what time you should take a course or what professors you want to take the course with, definitely talk to upperclassmen. Upperclassmen have really awesome advice and can direct you on what professor aligns with your interests or has a teaching style similar to one that you would prefer. Okay, and Sabrina, now if I want to go talk to an advisor, how do I book an appointment with them? Lucky for you, this is a very simple answer. All you need to do is go to the Kelly Advising website and make an appointment. So go to kelly.iu.edu slash programs slash undergrad slash advising. They also have drop-in hours that you go to as well. Want to get in touch? Email us at unfilteredcareersearchpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions about recruiting, want help from professional coaches, or want to see what events are going on, head to careers.kelly.iu.edu. And as always, make sure to keep up with the job postings on Handshake. We'll see you guys next week with us three and the addition of a special guest speaker. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.